Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. are very welcome to today's episode which is brought to you by the fantastic wedding band association we are covering booking the band today for many couples there are two things that make a great wedding good food and great entertainment getting the band right that can fill the dance floor is an essential part of the big irish wedding as many of you know i highly recommend pretty much all the time the wedding band association They have a great site that has some of the best wedding bands in Ireland listed, as well as a great search function where you can search by your wedding date. So for today, I'm joined by three members from the Wedding Band Association. I'm joined by Cahill from Pink Champagne Wedding Band and, of course, the founder of the Wedding Band Association, Nicola Maguire of the Cosmonauts Wedding Band and Stephen from Flog the Dog Wedding Band. So I've got a full house, guys. You're so welcome. Hello, Sarah. (laughs) Thanks for joining in today. We were we were here. having a, we were having a good old rant about this this chronic heat. Now I don't know by the time this airs, it will probably be raining, so uh, <laughs> so we'll be back to normality. Um, but look, I'm going to jump over to you, Cahill, first as uh, as the founder of um, Wedding Band Association. Can you just explain to people what exactly is the Wedding Band Association? Because I'm sure people don't really know the depth of exactly what you do. Yeah, Sarah, thanks for uh, having us all here with you today. So the Wedding Band Association was founded in 2014. And the question would be, why? Why do we put it together? Well, there was nothing like it. And I always was a true believer in bringing people together is always better, even your competitors, because when you network and you all engage, you can have a more bigger understanding of the industry of what it is. And, you know, even after COVID, we've realized now that the wedding band, it is an industry, a small little industry in itself. So we formulated in 2014, people joined up as members. um, And originally the idea was to say, look, hey, we're say the Cosmonauts or Pink Champagne or Flog the Dog or whatever other band. And when you book us, you actually get us, you get that band, well-rehearsed band. You know, people are together, rehearse all the time. And uh, what you see online and what you see at the showcase is what you get on the night of your wedding. But then it grew into a completely different thing. We start holding conferences, you know, helping bands that maybe wouldn't understand so much on how to deliver themselves online with websites and videos. So that was a great thing as well. And it brought the kind of wedding band, you know, at one time wedding bands were seen as just, you know, you come along and it's not so professional. So the Wedding Band Association certainly helped that. And then it just grew into a massive beast of an amazing directory, like what you said. But pretty much from after COVID, we've gone up 360% of people visiting the website. So it really is a go-to place now to find a professional wedding band. And that's great, Cahill. And I'm glad that you've, you've, you've said that because actually I became more attuned to yourselves through COVID. I didn't really know too much about it because you see the word association and just think it's obviously it's just a club for, for a lot of bands, but actually it's a service. For couples as well and that's why I like it so if I get recommended asked you know for recommendation for a band obviously I work with a lot of bands myself but if it's something outside of what I already know I always find it so easy just to go to your site and go through and go oh yes I know that band they're really good and the fact that it has I suppose the wedding band association stamp on it and of course knowing all of you guys I know that there's a certain criteria that the band has to meet to even be there in the first place so it gives me comfort 
when I'm recommending a recommending a band. So so it's great. But can you tell us then about I suppose your your baby, which is Pink Champagne, um, probably yeah. one of like like yourselves. It's it's you know probably one of the most popular wedding bands in the country. Yeah, well, we're still going. Um, <laughs> just, just about. <laughs> yeah, we've all made it through COVID, which which is great. It was yeah, dark times. The long but you holiday know what? you got there. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, it was. You know, we were wishing for a holiday and we got it. So there you go. But uh, yeah, no, we we formed. I mean, myself and the drummer that's in Pink Champagne. We know each other since we're fifteen. You know, and we're all kind of heading into our late forties now. So that's how long we've been together as friends and musicians and and, and as a band. So Pink Champagne uh, actually formed with the name Pink Champagne in 2004, 2005. And uh, we were, I remember sitting around the table trying to work out a tagline because, you know, even for your, from your own perspective, sorry, but just with marketing and everything, a tagline is always nice. It gives somebody that's looking at your business a picture of what you are in a short sentence. And we found, uh, we were looking at all the different, you know, we're able to put people on a dance floor. We can you know, make you dance. And then we came up with We Fill Dance Floors. And it just worked. It really yeah. worked well for us. Um, and that's what we like to continue to do. So we formulated around 2004, 2005, and st- just still going strong, still going strong. And, and that's the basic brief history of it. Unless we forget those early promo uh, pictures, Carl, that I still see knocking about every now and again. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even know the guy in those. Like the last, <laughs> we 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 do a lot of Is videos now. Cool. That was your problem. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's it like you know and I, I like all the videos and promo videos i think instagram for us now we just put up snapshots of live performances and that's and what people last... want to see that's what that's they want it. to see yeah, yeah yeah exactly well look can you talk to me about the early stages um so like the couple have set the date with their venue so they know that they've booked their ceremony all of that so they have the date set which is a big criteria obviously if they want to even talk to their band so what happens now when the couple start to like go through that booking a band process Okay, so from the time we get an inquiry, um, we basically take in the inquiry, we check our availability, obviously, if we're available, then we send back all our prices, where you can come to see us, also the promo video, so to get everything in one email, and then if the couple are happy with what they receive on that end, they'll come back to us and say, look, we want to come and see you. Okay, so that's always the big thing. They're they're always going to want to see it. Now, what we do have is we kind of offer the couple to place the booking fee and they can come and see us then. And nine times out of 10, they'll always pay the booking fee. That could be something to do with the credibility of the band being around for so long. And sometimes you can be lucky to be in that space if you're a new band and they're trying to find reviews and stuff. But like being online and searching the band's name, all the reviews and the credibility credibility is there so most of the time they'll pay the booking fee and then they'll get a chance to see us and we hold private uh, showcase to come and see us we meet and greet and that's that's pretty much it from there yeah and I see a lot of bands doing that and can I just can we go back a step further like when you actually go on that first um first step to actually find a band what should you be looking for I think a lot of couples would have something in, in mind of what they might want because they've been at other weddings and stuff like that and they might have seen other bands. And sometimes couples might think they know what they want and then when they go on the journey, they might end up with something else okay. after, doing, after doing the research. So the basic thing and the advice we would give to couples is go online, have an idea what you want. Do you want a four-piece band? Do you want an all-male band? Do you want a, a female singer in the band? They're the choices. And then sift it down. Okay. Because it is it is a big area 
you know, if you don't know what you want, it can become a little bit more complicated. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's a technical thing. And, and Nicola, I'm going to jump over to you. Um, can you, first of all, tell me a little bit about the Cosmonauts? Certainly. Well, we are Galway-based. And we are together about 14 years now. And uh, I suppose as a four-piece band, we can also have an addition of brass. So we can add a sax player to as a fifth member. Because I suppose a lot of people now are... Yeah, they are really want the sax the bands, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Band as it is, or you can add on the sax if you prefer. You know, it's, it comes down to budget and people's taste and style as well. But um, I suppose for the cosmonauts... Our main aim is to keep the dance floor full, no more than Cahill and, and Pink Champagne. You know, we take great pride in being able to entertain all age groups from the youngest guest to the oldest guest. And that's something that people would say to us a lot. I've had older people come up to me at the break at a wedding to say, thank you so much. You play jibes and waltzes. We were at another wedding three weeks ago and they didn't play any of that stuff and we didn't get to dance at all. So I suppose we take great pride in that we can entertain everyone from the youngest guest to the oldest guest. And particularly for the neck of the woods that you're based in, because I Absolutely know you've got such a huge following in the West. So, so oh, it's so important to get that balance right. Of course. So we do everything from your jibes and your waltzes and your rock and roll right through to the more modern chart toppers. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it worked well for us, you know. And tell me this, um, Cahill brought us through like the whole process of like, I suppose, sourcing your band. And can you shed a little bit of light on how couples can vet their band? Um, because I'm constantly, every time I do a q and I'm getting, and I a lot of the time I don't respond to them because there's just too many of them. And it's like, have you seen this band? Have you seen that band? Like, because they kind of feel like they just need an, an an external kind of view on whether the band is good or bad or whether they've made the right choice. Like, what can couples do to get a real feel for the band and really to understand that they've made the right choice? Well, for us, we, we hold a lot of showcases throughout the year. We would do six or seven showcases throughout the year, mainly in the West. And we do some in Athlone as well. So it's, it's Which quite is a great center point if you're in Dublin or whatever. Yeah, you know, if, if they're considering the band and they think, yes, I'd love to see them for myself because it's great watching videos online and promo videos. But a lot of couples just want to stand there and see you and know that you're real human beings and that this is what they're getting. So, um, yeah, we hold a lot of showcases. And before COVID, it would have been a thing where a couple would say, I, you know, you're in such and such a place on Saturday night. Could we pop in for 10 minutes? I would always ask the couple in question. And that was something that we would have done before COVID. Now, not so much after COVID because, you know, bringing strangers oh, yeah, in. Exactly, even yeah. Isn't an easy thing now. But um, yeah, we do six or seven showcases a year. So what I find is that, you know, we'll have inquiries and then I'll say, right, there's a showcase on the 1st of August. And we would have maybe 12, 15 couples lined up to come to this showcase. Brilliant. And for us, it's a great thing because you get to chat to them. You know, you can sit down with them afterwards and they'll say, oh, well, my mother loves this song. Can you do this? And that personal. Yeah, it just know, short circuits those back and forth emails as well. It just. And are you, you playing at the showcases involved. or is it like, you oh, know, yeah. you've got. Oh, you're, you are playing. It's not like it's just oh, yeah. all up on a screen. We and kind of snippets of the different genres. So we do a sample of a waltz, a sample of a jive, a sample of Tina Turner, a sample of this and that. And, uh, you know, couples can say, oh, do you do ACDC? I'd love to hear a bit of ACDC. And we go, yeah, sure. And we crack onto an ACDC song. So yeah. it's very interactive with people. But I just find they like to meet you and know that you're normal. You know, that, and that you're going to turn up and that they can trust yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And reputation. Yeah. Got, you know, the cosmonauts, they were lovely, weren't they? We were chatting to them and, you know, then they feel comfortable. That yeah. we're people who will be there on the night and we look after them, you know. And I suppose in the wedding industry, people do buy people. So it, it's such a fundamental yeah. part of it. So so it's excellent. And do you have any showcases coming up now in the next while? We don't have anything booked just yet. We're looking at doing one towards the end of August. 
in okay brilliant but you'll have that up on your instagram will you yes, when it's yes. announced okay yes. so people can yeah. stay tuned to that um that's that's fantastic and steve i'm going to jump over to you um because obviously your 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 genre is a little bit different from 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 the others you've got flog the dog so can you tell us a little bit about that Yes, yeah, so Flog the Dog was established in 2011 in County Kerry and I joined the band in 2014. So at that point, it was all North Kerry pubs. It was all kind of, you know, sessions, that kind of thing. And slowly but surely, we started to build on the country stuff. Mm-hmm. We started to build uh, exactly what Nicholas said there, the, the jives, all that kind of stuff. And we were doing that in pubs still. And someone just came up to us and said, listen, you're brilliant, lads. Will you, will you come and do a wedding? Jeez. we're like okay absolutely <laughs> and it snowballed it snowballed it snowballed and now I can't offer a date to a pub so and that way I kind of have to I have to pinch myself and say how lucky we are to to have had at a wedding you know it's yeah you've got this, it's such a different it's such a different entertainment scale yeah. that, that that you're giving and and just tell if you wouldn't mind just sharing what what is what is it that you particularly do your genre of music yeah. Uh, it's it's trad mixed with modern pop country jive whatever so basically how i would describe it is we are a band that tradify the music right so um, if i said to you okay i want to have some spice girls you'd be like skiddly eye not a bother in we go tin whistle yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of so a bear we, run <laughs> we replace we, we replace the kind of the iconic riffs and very well-known melody parts to songs with fiddle that's basically what happens. Brilliant. And we work with seven to eight different types of fiddle players. Many, many you'd know. Um, if people go onto our website, you'd, you'd know who they are. Some of them play internationally. Some of them have played with the likes of Keela and uh, the Dropkick right. Murphys, for example. But uh, each to their own. They have their own different style and they bring their own different kind of dynamic to the band. But our big thing, and it's a new, and Cahill was talking about taglines. We were there for ages trying to find a tagline. What, what are we going to, what are we going to say? People know we deliver on the music. They yeah. know that. But we bring the crack as well. So we yeah. have a new tagline that we only just brought in for the last couple of weeks, which is called Ship and Crack Nationwide. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing at the moment. And people can see that. Oh, geez. I say um, the next morning they want, they want to know what your refund policy is. Yeah. In bits after that. That's basically it. Yeah, like, I love it. I love it. And yeah. you know what I actually saw over the last year, so many people coming to me looking for that's that style. And I was like, what is going on across this country? Everybody yeah. wants to go back to their, their trad roots, you know? So it's, um, it's, it's brilliant. But look, just building on Nicholas point there around vetting the band, so what's the next step? So like they've identified a band like you, let's say, or Nicola or Cole, they've, they, they like your bands, they like the cut of your jib. They now have the, the whole process of physically going and booking. What's involved in that? Yeah, I suppose a couple of things. And I can see, I can actually look at this from both sides because I'm getting married next August 23. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so booking a band, I would have th- gone and done the same process myself. So it's kind of, there's a couple of things. You've gone and done, you've gone and seen your band or through the pandemic, for example, you've had to book blind and you've had to look at the band's videos and go, okay, I'll just take the chance. In some cases, a lot of people do that. But if now we're in a, a different space where you can come and see us again if we're doing a showcase or if some people see us at a wedding, they just happen to have been there. The next process would be check the date, make sure that it's there. Um, and does it align with like is it the band the most important thing or is the venue the most important thing people will have a kind of a you know a, a different thing there really 
are they going to book based on the popularity of something so i would say just you know have that in mind kind of keep in mind like if you really want your band can you change your dates and stuff like that or if you're fixed on a date um, make sure that your band is available that's the most important thing and then when you're booking them the contract um, I can't stress this enough I started out in the beginning just going yeah deposit should we take 100 quid off you very naive start to the process make sure the band has a contract and that there's a, a kind of a reflective market deposit yeah. as well yeah. um, ours is like 250 300 350 that's the kind of the going rate for a deposit okay um, and that will be taken off your total fee and then the contract the contract is very important what's it in the contract what can you expect to find there lurking about in the contract there could be different ones i suppose i suppose without being too legalistic about it it just me it just just to make sure that all the fine details mean that both parties are tied in and they're happy that there's a like a defined start time a defined end time there's a defined number of people in the band if there's a break that's put in um you know if there's a return policy let's say if there's something happens that that's clearly defined but without being too legalistic about it it just gives people a sigh of relief and it adds more credibility to the band yeah and to the, more professional to the booking and I suppose it gives people that sigh of relief once it's done. Okay, you've signed the contract, that's done. It's, now let's move on to either easier parts or more detailed parts of the wedding planning. So okay. once you've that done, peace of mind. That's what it adds That's as well. it, exactly. Because um, I remember in my contract, myself and Owen were going through it and we were like, yeah, fine, fine, fine. And then it was like, you'll need to leave sandwiches and refreshments out for the band in the contract. And I was going, oh my God, I never would have thought of that if they didn't actually call it out. It's such an important thing because you're working for a substantial amount of time. You need to take a break. So that was the one thing we were in the in, in our contract. We were like, Jesus, yeah, it's so important yeah. that you literally call out everything. But coming back to yourself, Cahill, um, can you explain um, the timeline around booking? Because, you know, with like a venue, you've got your one year, your six months, your four months, your two months, your one week, your 48 hours, all of that. What What is that? With, what, what's it with the band? Yeah. So, I mean, using Wedding Band Association, you know, to kind of see metrics and what's going on, uh, like Nicola and Steve will echo this, we're actually seeing inquiries coming in for next month. So we're in July now, wow. whenever this podcast goes out, we're seeing inquiries for August. So COVID has definitely shook up that whole process. It probably will level out but ultimately 18 months i would say and i think the sequence definitely is the couple find a venue and then ultimately it's photographer and band mm-hmm. uh, that, that come after that um the biggest issue we're seeing sarah even if it's 18 months out at the moment is that the demand and trying to get that supply to try and get that professional wedding band there's a little bit more kind of difficulty in it so the advice i'd give the couples now once you're engaged and you're looking at a date, you know, get on, get on looking, looking for your band. That would okay. definitely be, yeah, it would definitely so be. So it's, the soon, it's, it's not even give. about like, oh, well, the typical booking time is a year. It's like, you know what, as soon as you know your date, just go get, go get. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. And, and I have heard that, that there's so many saying, oh, I can't get the band I want. And, you know, and it's, it, it, there, there is an element of that out there, just given that the next two years are chaotic. And the other um, thing about that, sorry, if I could cut across you, it's, sometimes it is a disappointment for, for couples to say, look, you know, we can't get the band we want. And again, going back to COVID, when the other bands weren't available, when there's post- post- postponements, we were all able to come together 
and, and say, look, who's available? So there is lots of good choice out there, absolutely. And if you can't yeah. get the band you want, that band will always kind of direct Refair you in another on, area. Yeah, to another member. Okay, to, Exactly. And Nicola, um, just in terms of then, like when should the couple be thinking? So let's say they book two years out, 18 months, it doesn't matter. But like when, do, when does a couple normally start to engage then around that kind of set list and kind of understanding what exactly is going to be played on their day? Well, I would generally reach out to couples about three months before their wedding and I'll discuss with them, you know, the options that for their first dance, you know, is it something that we know already or is it something that we need to take the time to learn? Um, and kind of there's there's songs I find that people either love or hate and they'll, they'll come straight at you with, I hate 500 miles. I hate Galway girl. I, I put them. a wagon wheel ban on my Absolutely. wedding, you know, and, has uh, to be done. the hate list is always longer than the love list. <laughs> <laughs> but we work with couples and I would often say you may hate Galway girl but the other 148 people at your wedding may love it you know um, I did have a scenario once where a bride sent me an actual list in order and this is the way and I oh, said Jesus I said I don't know if that particular order will work I said there's a formula that works for us and she yeah. goes no 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 this is what I want and maybe the third or fourth song in there was no one dancing Oh, shit. And I said, listen, I said, can you let me do my own thing? And she goes, yeah, yeah, work away. I thought I knew, but I didn't, you know. Oh, and what a bad lesson to learn. Then, yeah, we played our stuff and immediately the floor was full. And she had said to me, I hate Dolly Parton's nine to five. And that's one of our <laughs> biggest songs of the night. <laughs> I'm not joking. We were playing nine to five. I just thought we need to do our thing now. We need yeah, to get this floor it's full. It's your reputation as well. Yeah. But also, we know what works. You'd know within 10 minutes of starting yeah. what's going to work and what's not going to work for the rest of the night. But we were playing nine to five and she was up in front of me going, working nine to five. I thought, you hated so this song. Typical. <laughs> so typical. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes they know what's best and it might yeah. not be the right And thing. it can strip the crack out of it as well. Yeah. Do you know when you overthink it, you know, you're booking a band for a reason. You know, we will chat to the couple and, you know, they may have their loves and their hate and we'll accommodate where possible. Now, sometimes I will give my own little bit of advice and I'd say, listen, let me judge it on the night. And most of the time the couple will be like, yeah, yeah, you know what you're doing. But uh, yeah, every night is different. Every crowd is different. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of younger people, sometimes there's a lot of older people and we, we tailor the set to suit. But um, going back to your point, um, yeah, kind of the three months beforehand, I would reach out so and chat. three months. First dance. Yeah. OK, and for us anyway, I, you know, I know that different bands do different things, but for us around the three month mark. And that gives us time that if it's a first dance that we've never done before, that we have the time to, you know, we kind of meet once a month and rehearse all of the first. Dances so you can the- crack that out to make sure it's perfected for yeah. the day. So yeah. it gives you good time. And Steve, back to you. The first dance, as Nicola was talking about yeah. there. What are the options? Is it normal for bands to perform? Like, I know that you've got like quite a you've got a very specific genre of music, the way, mm. you know, your execution. I know for myself, I had a 90s band. So like when we went saying, oh, can we get X, Y, Z to play? They're like, we don't do that. We're 90s. So we um, so they gave us the set list. And from the set list, we basically went do 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 do. OK, five mega mix won't work for first dance. Um, but you know what? CC Peniston finally will work. So we said, um, right, we, we'll do that for a first dance because Owen was very particular. He just did not want a CD being played. He wanted a live music first dance can you talk to me around the options that couples have and and maybe it's like obviously talking about yourselves as well but what 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 because I see it in the hotels and stuff that it's generally there's a lot of cds played Mm. a lot of the time for us it's it's kind of um it's a tricky one it 
depends, I suppose, for if you're a band. Like we, we, we aim to do it. That's the first thing. We aim to at least sit down, work it out and see if it works. And the biggest thing, and there's no point in, in, in trying to hide the truth here, we're yeah. in no way in business to try and murder anyone's first dance. There is yeah. no point because if it's a big number, like something out of, um, what's the, what's that thing with the, uh, a million dreams. Can't think of the name of the, the oh, film. Oh, great showman. Is great it? showman. That's just something that we couldn't pull <laughs> off. It's I a couldn't big, big imagine number. that now. <laughs> but yeah. So a million dreams and it's a, 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 a duet vocal and stuff like that. That's something that we wouldn't be able to do. But in saying that, we have offered in when people have said, like, for example, we do Dreams by the Cranberries, very yeah. popular first dance song. And some go, oh, will you play Dreams for my first dance? It could be last minute and they might have left it, left it too late. And we'll say, yeah, we play that song. No, thanks. I want the track. Oh, OK, no problem. Now, we'd be disappointed because we know we could put it off. Yeah. And we have our own internet and stuff like that. But like it, it varies. Now we've we've got a top list of stuff, of stuff, and kind of from my experience, it's kind of it, it comes in circles. It could be for one part of the year, it could be code line the one, another part of the year. Right now, it's take my hand by picture this. Yeah. Um, then it could swing down into winter times. It could be a bit of Ed Sheeran. It could be something by Dermot Kennedy. Um, for the Cork people, after all, by the Frank and Walters, it's a huge one. Um, but more more often than not, it's all uplifting like ready to go yeah getting everybody started yeah i don't yeah. want anything soppy uh perfect the, the better for us because we're really lively and we can start the yeah. gig straight away and then other ones want might some, want something small like that uh, very popular one from up Ships creek you know the, the simply the best version simply the best. oh yes 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 uh, yeah real slow real soppy and it's it's huge at the moment and people want that on track and they don't want us to play it. Perfect. Okay. No bother. So, so, so what is that process there? So if somebody <clears> is there, is it like, say, Nicola's talking about three months before, is that mm. kind of when, when you might talk to your band and say, look, for first dance, we're thinking of this, what are our options? And then you yeah. decide what is the best way to execute this? Do you know what? Let the originals pop on that, that track. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll pump it out. Or actually we're really comfortable doing a version of that in our style. Is, is that yeah the way the conversation would go yeah about four to six weeks we'd speak to couples about that yeah and they'd they'd have their own like they'd pick from the list and we'd tell them have you got any new ones and we'd tell them well look here's here's a couple of new ones that are coming in we're starting yeah. to see a trend of different ones but if it's if it's something really specific you'll know on the day of the booking yeah a year before gone this is what we want for our first dance and then you can go okay yeah and that's that's how we started learning dreams and, and playing dreams live we had no intention to do it at all and pull off a, a vocal like that. Yeah. We sat down and worked it out and went, actually, and now it's one of our most popular songs. It's actually one of our end of the night songs. So Jesus. Um, yeah. And have you ever been, Have this is a question for all of you, have you ever been asked like for the most, ra- what's the most random first dance request you've ever got? Yeah, I need a moment to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been asked to uh, play Celine Dion and, and the couple were adamant that we perform it. I'm trying to remember, was it from the, uh, the Titanic, Titanic one. movie? And like, I'm baritone, as you can probably hear. <laughs> so me and Celine Dion, we don't really have a replica type voice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did actually refuse to perform it because Steve touched a nerve there that no one wants to go out and murder a first dance. And I yeah. think that's really important important to let couples understand that within reason most bands will learn the first dance but if they do come and say look guys 
it's high-end production, it's a little bit more difficult. So from our perspective, that would have been one of the ones where we kind of went, uh, no. And 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 actually, you've, you've that's a really good point, because say that couple have been, um, they've gone and gone and done a, a dance lesson for their first dance. Your arrangement could be completely different to the beat that they've learned from. Well, that's the thing, Sarah, and it's really important for any couples that are listening to get that question across. Like the on, it's an ongoing process from the time that a couple will book you, like with first dances. I know we say three months out or six weeks out, but it's an ongoing. You get emails yeah, randomly, course. like within the eighteen-month period. But when it comes back to that first dance, it's really, really important. Um, that the couple let you know that they've rehearsed and if, if they've rehearsed the first dance or got lessons it has to be the track we actually got caught out in the venue in Ratsala they didn't tell us and most the guys will probably most of the time the band will only perform a minute or a minute and a half of the track and not the full version there's couples like that they don't want to be on the dance floor so we got caught out and, and Steve and Nicola might echo that that the couple need to let you know if, if they're getting dance lessons such a big part of it and just over again to all of you, most popular, and I know, Steve, you touched on it, most popular first dance songs you're seeing across the country. Um, at the moment, it's definitely Take My Hand, but some of the ones that are coming in and I'm actually really liking to see the difference in changing it up. I think that's important because yeah. no one wants to have the same first dance. That version of Days Like This by Dermot Kennedy, yeah. it's phenomenal. I, I, I like once you I think it's I think anything Dermot Kennedy could sing you know I don't know he could sing like gangster rap and it would still sound so romantic you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely anything Ed Sheeran has done that before and he's taken different things and spark sparkles old songs into life yeah. and that's what's resonating with people and I suppose us as musicians as well we would have our own tastes and if we have a song that comes in, we're like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to play this. Like, yeah. And that's one of them. Like, I'm a big mum, like Mumford and Sons as well. I will wait. Yeah. We had a first dance request last weekend. Now it's in the set full time. Just love. I just love to play songs that I like playing. Not to say that that's, that's the... Yeah, but you want to be passionate about what you perform because it carries in the performance. But I was even thinking... It does, like, yeah. If, yeah. If you watch, a really good inspiration, I think, for like, if you want to take a a song and kind of slow it down is like watch Love Island because that's all they do in between every every take it's like take a really popular fast song slow it down and make it very romantic and yeah. melodic so that's you really put us through that as a reference point <laughs> now look you, 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 you laugh now and I'm telling you Carl they'll be into you going they played this at the scene when um, Dami cheated on India and it's a gorgeous song can you do it and you'd be like oh Jesus <laughs> But what who, are you seeing, Tom? What? Who are you talking about? Damn well, even, if, even if you go to Nicola, because the first dance could be d- dominated as well by the, the, the makeup of the band. Like yeah. we're seeing still the one by Shania Twain. I don't know. Oh, Nicola geez, might be seeing really? something different then. But you know what? Harry yeah. Styles has has re has brought new life into um, Shania Twain. Still the one because he did a performance with so her. I think it was at Coachella, triggers. and it could be. And now everybody's raving about it. So it could be. It could be that. So you can blame Harry and Nicola. What about yourself? Um, most popular for us is definitely perfect by Ed Sheeran and it has been popular take out the two years of COVID I'd say it's been popular for the last three or four years however long it's been out that would definitely be our number one Codaline the one would also be a popular one and then for me as a female vocalist you know we've been asked for the likes of Beyonce's Love on Top and things like that, that oh yeah that's a big, that's a big yeah. one that's a yeah, big one you'd be sweating just to perform like you know <laughs> yeah, but the expectation <laughs> taking on a yeah. Beyonce song yeah. 
that's brilliant. Yeah. That's um, the one that goes up in key every time. Yeah. My God. Yeah, you can't even yeah. sing that. Like I, I couldn't even be singing long stuff in the car. It's impossible. Like so, fair yeah. hats off to you, Nicola. Dripping at me at the end of that one. <laughs> I remember well. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, if only to have our money as well, do you know? Um, look, I'm going to sign off with just, I want to ask each of you some final key advice for couples planning their wedding journey. And it can be any aspect of it. So, Cahal, I'll start with you. What's your key key advice for couples? Okay, well, I, I know we touched off about where you can go and view the band. Um, up to a certain point, we used to allow couples come and view us at a wedding. And um, we never thought the private uh environment would work so now it's a private environment for us we invite couples to a private room to come in we meet and greet and that adds the personal aspect of what nicola was talking to earlier on so my key takeaway point would be viewings at weddings some bands might prefer them as a preference some couples might think that's the better space to be my advice would be it's not because every wedding is different and not to sound cliche you want your own wedding to be different every band will perform a different set list at every wedding. No, no band actually performs the exact same set list. They'll read the, every good wedding band will read the crowd and read the floor. A good wedding band is about entertainment and not being a, about being a great musician. It's about entertainment, connecting with the crowd and moving the dance floor and keeping it moving. So my key advice would be viewings at weddings are trickier. They're awkward environments. You're down the back of the room. The band will tend to play and to you. Not then. First. Yeah. You're not dressed for it. And then the COVID aspect and all the other elements. So my key thing would be when you're looking for a band you know obviously get to see them you know whether that's in a pub environment or a private event environment but i just don't think weddings are the right place to, to view your band that would be my takeaway point anyway. like if there was no option for a showcase though and it was just a case of just stick the head in the door and just see do they really fill dance floors like is it like is it okay of course i mean the trick though is if, if your policy is where you don't have it you have to go then and ask that couple and i found yeah. i have been in that space and the couple go well you didn't allow us so oh, and God, yeah. we, we yeah. like to treat it exclusive to the guests okay. and, and the couple but absolutely you could ask the permission of the couple and it says sorry if someone is from cork and we're based in Kildare and we're doing a lot of our stuff, you know, the showcases are in Dublin. Yeah. But then they really want to see you. We could ask the couple, if you're playing a cart, is it okay? And they can, they can go to the hotel lobby area yeah. and listen. But I just don't think it's the perfect environment. Okay, I'm with you. To, I'm view, with you. to view your band, yeah. And Nicola, yourself, what, what key advice would you give couples? In a general sense? In, in whatever sense you want. Yeah. I, I would always say to people, if you choose professional suppliers trust that they know what they're doing yeah and don't worry I, I i'd meet couples that are very worried about the timeline of the day and worried that somebody won't turn up or work i would say if you've booked professional people that you know that that's what they do for a living trust that they will do what they do and don't yeah. worry yeah. let the day flow as it goes you know I, i've met so many people who don't enjoy the day because they're so bothered oh i booked a flower wall and i, gee, I thought your man was a bit weird now and you know enjoy the day it flies by yeah and, and none of those little things matter in the yeah. end and nobody yeah. remembers you know trinkets that you put on the table or just enjoy it and, and Nicola you as well you do wedding ceremonies in churches and you also am I right in saying you're a celebrant as well yeah. mm -hmm. so you're a one-stop shop I am <laughs> so you can marry them oh, you yeah. can sing for them and then you can bring the party on <laughs> and she's not cloned <laughs> <laughs> You are jack of all wedding trades. <laughs> That's brilliant. And Steve, for yourself, what do you what, yeah. give us a bit of advice there? To touch off both Cottle's points and Nicholas' points there in terms of 
seeing a band live and then you book the band and you're on the day. My biggest one at the moment is give time from the end of your meal to the start of your band. We get a lot of requests for start now. Once the dessert is done, you need to be ready to go. I don't want to leave a lull. From our experience, and this is not a negative yeah, for, for either side, break, don't they? if you go straight into dancing, people will sit down again because they'll be too tired. Yeah. That's why the, the, yeah. across the board, half nine, ten o'clock, that's the start time for most bands. Unless there's an early start in a venue where there's been a four o'clock or half four sitting, five o'clock meal is out. Yeah, my pull that forward. It's half five to eight. That's that's the usual case. And then turnover tables. It gives that opportunity for the couple anyway to go away, have a, a moment together, get some evening snaps, speak with some of the guests that they hadn't had a chance to speak with today. Um, speak to different suppliers that they hadn't had an opportunity, be it the photographer, if they hadn't actually had a, a moment to speak with them about different things, the videographer, uh, what's in the pipeline for food later on. Take those moments, take that hour, go away come back band will be ready, ready then with the new lease of life really because you're slumped yeah. after the food it's a long you're day absolutely slumped i know and and i think it is important to get up and leave the room and i know a lot of couples yeah. i remember when i was working as a wedding coordinator couples used to get really hung up on oh people have to leave the room while they turn it around your guests need to actually get up and get some air after the big five six course meal. And, and they do they need, they need another pint and as <laughs> yeah. well like nobody wants to see you wheeling in your equipment at that stage either it's, oh. it's 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 so important to just get up get out and then come back to a whole new setting and particularly if you're bringing afters guests as well that they're all coming in on an equal footing back into the room and not being kind of oh like really highlighting the fact that they weren't part yeah. of that table of 10 there so i think that's really really good advice guys thank you all so much so make to make sure i've got this right so first of all if couples want to, they can see all of you and they can understand the Wedding Band Association. And of course, there are so many amazing bands on, on that, on the list. It's weddingbandassociation.ie. That's right. And then pinkchampagne.ie, cosmonauts.ie and flogthedog.ie. Dot com. Right. Dot com. Oh, <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> there's, always, there's always one. <laughs> so dot com and plug dog won't forget that um, and of course you're all on instagram you're all on facebook so they can reach out to you directly if they want to if they want to get in touch guys thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and it was really informative it's so good to go back over all of this sort of stuff every now and again and check in so i really appreciate it i'm wishing you all a fantastic remainder of the summer and hopefully you don't end up burnt out and you can still function by the time you come out the other side thanks sarah thank you thanks Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Zara. Thanks to producer Ruth Devaney, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.